Welcome to Coached Soul, a podcast for a better you. Your host, Steve Hudgens, is a licensed professional counselor, and your co-host, Julia Canton, is a therapeutic coach. Together, they discuss various topics, providing a different perspective on life and insight that you are not alone. On a non-emergency basis, you may contact them at area code 918-280-8690 or coachsoul.com to provide them with new topics, feedback, or to request an appearance on the show. And now, here's your host, Steve Hudgens. Hey, I don't know about you, but I am ready for the weekend and Memorial Day is almost here (laughs) and I definitely am excited about celebrating at least four days off. How about you? Oh my goodness. You know, you know, our whole audience is because barring the rain, I don't know about where you're at today, but here I'm like, okay, this would be late time for most people. Okay, let me get out of the most part. This For many people, they are going to celebrate by going to the lake. You know how I feel about language. <laughs> of course. So one of the things that it's exciting for people to go out to the lake and celebrate and have this day off. Yes. But I want to be able to honor my comrades who have fallen. Memorial Day is about veterans who still wear the uniform in the underworld, if you want to call Mm -hmm. it that. Veterans Day are those who uh, hung up our uniforms in the closet. And then you have, um, I just slipped my mind. Patriots Day? It's not Patriots Day. I can't think of it. Military (laughs) Honors Day. Honors Day, okay. It's one of those days. (laughs) It's honoring our military veterans. I am having a moment here of trying to remember. You can see his face. Seriously, if you could see see Steve's face right now, he is like, I know what it is. I know what it is. (laughs) It's just a brain fart. You ever have one of those? You know, you just need some medication to bring it out somehow. Actually, Memorial Day became an official holiday in 1971. Real the year I was born. Wow. So, you know, many Americans, uh, they observe Memorial Day by going to these. But by the 1860s, you know, when the Civil War just ended, they claimed more lives than any conflict in U.S. history. Which I find mm-hmm. surprising. But at the same time, you have this... Um, the Confederates, you have all these soldiers that the the Yankees from the north that fought. But Waterloo was celebrated as the first day on May 5th in 1866, which was interesting. Businesses closed, residents uh, decorated the graves of the soldiers with flowers and flags. And it was by a General Logan who organized the Northern Civil War veterans and called it for a nationwide day of remembrance later that month. So the 30th of May in 1868 was designated for the purpose of of showing flowers 
or otherwise decorating the graves of the comrades who died in the defense of this country. I never knew that. I didn't either. And so it's interesting when you learn about Memorial Day and the significance. I've been to Washington, D.C. to the grave of the unknown soldier. Mm -hmm. Yes. And um, for me as a veteran, that's one of the highest calling third positions that you can ever have. Yes, and speaking on that note, uh, yeah. Steve, I just want to take a little break because we have uh, quite a few little, um, I, I shouldn't say little, um, auxiliary organizations like Civil Air Patrol where the youth go and serve. And um, I, I know I had two children that got to participate as, I, I'm going to probably mess the terms up, but guardians, they would stand watch over the uh, the. the representation of the unknown soldier um, mm -hmm. in Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. So at a local uh, uh, graveyard there, and they will go through this entire process of doing the exact same moves and everything that they have in Washington, D.C. And it is absolutely um, stunning in its serenity and the power of watching these youth present as protectors of and representations of the unknown soldier. So um, if you are near Broken Arrow this weekend, I invite you to go. I think it's Floral Haven is the mm -hmm. name, I believe, of the funeral um, or the graveyard. So go take a look at it, it and just sit for a few minutes. It is really beautiful. Even going to Washington, D.C. and looking at the variety of memorials, I think the most impactful for me was the Vietnam Memorial. Mm -hmm. If all the names of the fallen soldiers are etched in this granite stone. Yes. You know, Memorial Day is a, is a place of memory. Like I shared earlier, took place in Waterloo in 1868. And here we are in 2023 and we continue to celebrate our freedom mm -hmm. i look at memorial day as a place of remembrance of those who fought for our rights and as a veteran you know it's it's hard because our country seems to be divided at this time unfortunately due to political movements that have infiltrated the, the separation of people. I don't think we're as divided as the news portrays us. I think there is some camaraderie that is there. And, and I would actually agree with that though, Steve, is that I, I believe that, um, that there, that the division that we see in society is actually a distraction from what's really going on behind the scenes and they're saying, look right when we should be looking left. Um, I would also, um, interject here and add that there's always been some kind of contrast because we are different people with different views and perspectives and experiences. So the idea that we are going to be a country that is completely 
cohesive in nature and viewpoints, I think is unrealistic. Now, it's, uh, and I would say that even from the beginning of this country, that there were some divisions that were going on, um, because we are human. So that's all I wanted to say on that. You know, it's interesting, because I look where our country has been. And every 80 years, there's a shift in our country. We go from strong down to the weak. And this is where we are. We're a country that's weak right now. And it's just a cyclical and reciprocal nature of history that hopefully we start swinging out of the weak into more of the strong and hopefully we'll get back to the strong. What I mean by weak is we don't invite opposition of opinion and be able to be receptive of that's yours, that's mine, but together collectively, let's find something better out of both of our opinions. Mm -hmm. And Memorial Day is about those veterans who fought for that. That's what built this country strong. Is that you and I may have difference of opinion. But look at this podcast. It helps so mm -hmm. many people to have a variety of different opinions without you yeah. and I are saying that this is our opinion. <laughs> You know, and so it's okay to have a difference of opinion. It is, it is. And and you and I, what's so interesting, not only do we have a gender difference, is that we have um, different views in our faith even. Um, and we have different, we stand, you know, you're an LPC, I'm a therapeutic coach. There is um, there is a, a lot, I, I served in law enforcement, you served in what was the Air Force or the Navy? Army, army. Sometimes, you, you sorry. <laughs> I just, if I would have gotten another two, I would have gotten you in there, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> and um, and so thank you for that, though. Um, and so it does demonstrate that two people that have different viewpoints can come together and uh, collaborate in a conversation that builds each other up. That doesn't mean you and I don't disagree. And, and in fact, that makes that uh, that contrast actually makes the podcast fun to do at times. Well, see, you, you forgot one. You're a female. Oh, well, I, I just said gender. I did. I said that at the very beginning. <laughs> okay. See, this is why we have issues because y'all it's selective hearing. <laughs> they say that husbands don't come with ears. So they come separate. So you have to put them <laughs> together, you know? So there are differences, but that's what we can come together and celebrate. And one of the things I wanted to, to, to switch gears into is Memorial Day can be very solemn for a lot of people who go through a grieving time. And kind of talk a little bit about how do you help someone who goes through a grieving process, especially I know where our veterans have a hard time dealing with it. And there is a combat stress disorder that comes with this. 
talk a little bit about from a civilian perspective, a therapeutic coach about the grieving. And I want to kind of step in a little bit more about the combat uh, grieving process that can be deeper that I want to reach out to those veterans or those who are serving, whether the reserves or active duty. And let's talk a little bit about some of this grieving that we're, that veterans can go through that can be deep. Okay. Well, I think that partly what I, I want to start with is understanding that it is natural that when, and very typical, that when someone that we care about, that we're, I'm just going to leave it at that, that we care about passes. They are, I call it transitioning over. <clears throat> that grief is going to be a potential outcome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that doesn't always mean there are, there are cultural um, experiences that sometimes cause uh, called death or the transitioning over as a celebration because they view it as a rebirth. <clears throat> I'm so sorry, guys. I'm out in the mountains here, and um, and so when we look at the process as a civilian, I think that one of the tips or invites that I would have for each of the individuals going through such a loss is to find a way to honor the ones that you have that have passed over. And and that will look different with each, each individual. Okay, so there's no one set way to do it. Some people will go and put flowers on the grave. Some will take bottles of whiskey and walk it over to the gravesite and pour it over. When my dad, who was also in the army, passed, uh, my brother and I went and sat at his grave and uh, drank a cup of coffee with him and then poured the rest onto the grave. It was our way of communing with with him in the best way that we could. Um, and so uh, for some people, it may be going to the lake or the mountains or that sacred space in nature for them where perhaps they build a fire and or they, they get on the water and they write in their journals and, and they basically send these notes off to the individual that has passed. But I will also say that I have noticed a trend that when we grieve, oftentimes it's not because the person has passed, it's because we have regrets of what didn't get accomplished before the passing. Mm. Um, Many of us have um, go through the experience of where there wasn't a last goodbye or the last goodbye was not one that was favorable. So there was conflict or contrast. Perhaps we, we start ruminating over the fact that we didn't have deeper conversations, ask different questions. And so um, regret actually is tied into that grief mode, okay, um, and, and it needs a way to be released. And so when that happens, what I recommend to my clients is just to simply write a letter, okay, or go have a conversation at the graveside, if you can, um, with the individual that's passed, and you can ask for forgiveness. You can you can have the conversations that maybe you couldn't have before, um, and and you know just allow yourself to go through that release process of regrets. 
um, the, the moment you do that and you release those, then you can begin the phase of healing, which is also part of the grieving process. So I'm going to leave it at that. I totally agree with you. And what I worked inpatient and sometimes now, uh, an inpatient, there was a 16 year old girl who lost her father and she had difficulty letting it go. So in the process, I had her write a letter specifically to her father. We -hmm. went outside. She began reading it. And I was the voice of the father. Mm, And as we ended it, I took the letter and we burned it. And the ashes went up in the air. And I said, your father received this letter. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. just that release has helped. But you're right. Because what happens is if we don't, grief gets into a what's called a complicated grief. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's complications that include what you talked about, reminiscences related to the circumstances or the consequences of the death. Mm-hmm. And complicated grief does affect military more because we're here. And the next minute, they're gone. So complicated grief affects about 2 to 3% of the population and 7 to 10% of bereaved people. And it's uh, complicated grief is that condition that's characterized by intense grief that lasts longer than the normally expected And it also impairs your daily functioning. So complicated grief can follow the loss of any close relationship, like death of a romantic partner, especially parents who have lost a child or going back to the military again, it affects them as well. One of the things that I liked about what you just shared is about having a cup of coffee Mm -hmm. and sitting down at the gravesite. For military personnel on military, if you go out to the grave as a veteran, please do not touch a coin that's left on the headstone. Those coins are not for you. And I want to go back first before I get into the coins and what they mean at the gravesite. It's an honor. It's respect. It also lets the family know that somebody that served or knew is the representation of those coins. The coins, you know, they symbolize honor, respect, and of course, remembrance. But where did this meaning of leaving the coins behind? And it was interesting because I went back to do some studying on the subject and uh, Placing the coins on barrel sites happened to be in ancient Greece. And it's interesting because if you read about Greek mythology, the dead had to cross the river Styx via the ferry, or they're going to be stranded on the shores forever as a ghost. But this ferryman, Sharon, demanded a toll from each of the dead spirits to cross the underworld's river. Therefore, 
to ensure like the, the safe crossing of the spirit, members would often come to the deceased and place coins in the mouth or on top of the eyes of the dead in ancient yeah. Greece. So we know that, but the tradition has been adopted over across time, religion and culture, of course. So in addition to these coins, uh, there's flowers, rocks, trinkets, and mementos. I think now um, people leave like teddy bears and things of that nature. Mm -hmm. So here's what happens. Coins have been left on the burial sites of U.S. members since the inception of the military. Um, leaving a coin at the grave of a fallen veteran became more uh, common practice during the Vietnam War. That's where it became most prevalent. And sometimes if you go out to Arlington, I've been to the Arlington Cemetery and saw a variety of different coins. So what is the significance of these coins? So if you see a penny, means that person made a visit to give thoughts and respect to the fallen military member. If there is a nickel, indicates that the visitor and the deceased service member were acquainted and trained together at boot camp. A dime symbolizes that the visitor directly served together alongside the deceased in some capacity. The last one that I'm having difficulty uh, because the quarter signifies that our visitor was present with the soldier when they were killed. Mm. And I've seen that. And it's impactful because here's somebody in living that placed a quarter on the headstone and they were there with that member. And as a veteran, that means a lot to me to be able to see that somebody came by and remembered them. Sometimes these monetary coins that are left at the grave, there's also challenge coins. Uh, challenge coins is what we received. I have several challenge coins when I was in the army. They're just a appreciation for whatever, honor. Uh, they also represent unity, pride. Um, so these coins are unique and they're medallions, probably about the size of a half a dollar. Yes. And yes. yep. And they feature the emblem of a specific unit or a military branch. Mm -hmm. uh, I have two. One when I served active duty in the telecommunications. And the other challenge coin was the criminal investigations department in the Army Reserves. So what happens to some of these coins? Some of the coins do stay, but the caretaker usually comes out and collects the coins in order to put it in the fund to wash and take care of the gravestones. Hmm. So you're actually helping caretake this soldier's gravesite without knowing it. The coin should be placed in a quiet and a private manner 
not disturbing anything around the graveside or calling attention to anyone else in the area. But if you go this Memorial Day and you go out to a grave, if you want to leave honor, remember the coins that are there. But the majority of those coins are reserved for military personnel who knew or had somewhat an impact with that soldier who's in the ground. Anything you want to say and about Memorial Day? No, just like, well, yes, and just offer up gratitude for those who have served in the past, uh, whether they're living or they've passed, transitioned on. Um, it is, uh, you know, for everything that people gripe and complain and, you know, uh, ruminate over, the truth is, is that I get to be, you, Steve, get to be a part of the country that we live in right now, which comes with so many freedoms and experiences and wealth and joys that other countries don't get to experience. Even if we think there's a lot going on that we don't appreciate, the fact is, is that we are able to enjoy and experience what we do today because of the blood and lives that were sacrificed way before we got here. So I would like to just simply, in my part of this podcast today, in gratitude for those that have served. And, you know, the other thing too, Julia, is that police officers also should be considered in this Memorial Day because of the service and sacrifices they give to their communities. Thank you. So, Thank you. you know, we both have had people who we knew and so for Memorial Day, we want to honor those who have gone past, who have served in some capacity for our life and freedom, as you said. And so I don't want to leave on a solemn note. Go grill some hamburgers, have some steak. <laughs> but as you meet that uh, happiness need of yours, enjoy Memorial Day. And that's the issue with Memorial Day is you don't forget. <laughs> and, have and, fun. And, and if you're whatever you're drinking, just, you know, cheer it up, you know, and toast those who have served for you. And in drink place of you in responsibly. Places. Don't yes. get on the lake. OK, guys. All right. Remember, DDs. <laughs> yeah. Bye, guys. Bye. Thanks for joining us today. We hope to have you back next week. Until then, be safe and be kind.